Super difficult, and people still they spell it wrong. They say the ale, yeah. I'm like, wait, how do you spell it? J A E L Y. That's not where I just spell that. J Lee, (laughs) yeah. No, a lot of people, I don't even mind if it's like kind of a pronunciation, but I've had people like just I don't even know what they were trying to spell. You said J A E L Y, yeah. Oh, I can see that. That's not so bad. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or De Leon gets butchered. Like, I all the time. Even I butcher it because I just get so tired of correcting people. De Leon? I mean, De, De Leon. De Leon. De Leon. Yeah. Or, or when I'm, like, on the phone, they're like, did you say B-E? I'm like, D. D as yeah. in dog. Ugh, that as must be so annoying. Down. I still get people that, how do you spell Hernandez? I'm like, oh. <laughs> How do you not know how to spell Hernandez? You know, but I will say Rodriguez is one that I have a hard time spelling because it's like because of the S U or Z. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of extra letters that go up and down. Mm-hmm. My grandma's last maiden name was Rodriguez, and I could never spell it. That's so funny. I think there's a Z in there somewhere at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are random, really like a small amount of people that do spell it with the S. Yeah. So that could Z. be it. So I mean, normally it's with the Z, but you know. Anyway, this is Tony with Fuller Brown. Thank you guys for coming back for another episode. And today I have two wonderful, wonderful guests and humble, not coworkers. What would you say? Was it call? Would it be colleagues? Because we are in the same um, yes. field. I yes. have Jaylee and Albert for the Coffee and Cheese podcast. Thank you guys for being here. Hey, thank you for having us. This is. So much fun. I love being called a colleague. My coworker kind of works. Coworker would work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just, it's it's rare to find podcasters that, okay, I don't know how to say this without sounding bougie. There's just, there's not a lot of podcasters that you can identify with that are not stuck up. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I can I, I can see that. It's hard to find, and I think we've talked about this, Albert, like hard to find a podcast that is worth listening to where the people feel authentic. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to make it sound robotic or make it sound scripted or, you know, like we're trying to be politically correct, which we do have to, but not to the extent where we're watching every single word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it yeah. just gets yeah. boring. And I like Jay and I are really big on like connecting with people and like we've met some really cool podcasters that were like oh my gosh these people are like family like they're they get it you know and they're so real and so down to earth and just like that's like our homies you know and even like some of our guests we've just been like oh my gosh yeah yeah, you guys have the coolest chemistry. I will give you guys that. And I'm going to tell you guys this because I've heard a couple of episodes and you guys sound... Are y'all related? I'm her dad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not related. Me if you were a teen dad. <laughs> yeah, I could be a teen dad. <laughs> how old are no. you? Can I ask? How old are you? We'll let the lady answer first. I'm She's not. Su- oh, you're so young. 
Yeah. She okay, but don't let her age fool you. Jaylee is like like so many accolades, like, like so it, badass. It, <laughs> she's like 50 and bunny years. Like, no, she's like <laughs> legit accomplished so much. Like, I mean, this chick will like put everyone to shame because she's just like oh educated as fuck. She's like a badass mom. She's a businesswoman. She's like, um, she's an ex-prostitute. <laughs> oh my oh, god. <laughs> What was your fee? Because my fee was really cheap, I was told. <laughs> oh, no, honey. You cannot give it away for free. Like, oh, hell no. They, no. 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 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> minimum 5K for anything. For an hour minimum. I'm, I, I no, 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 no. No, that's too oh much for an hour. God. That's too much an hour. No, like, that's too much time for 5K. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, minutes. but yeah. Like, Jaylee, seriously, like... This is what I love about her. Like, she is young. She has so much youthful energy, but she is a fireball, like, stunning as fuck. And just, like, so smart and educated. Like, don't, like, she will she will walk circles around these, like, old people that think they know shit. Wow. I'm going to have to ask yeah. you about that in a minute whenever we get into <laughs> it. Because that now I'm intrigued. Now I want to know all the details. Oh, my gosh. Well, Albert's too bad. <laughs> No, it's true. <laughs> and now, but uh, I'm, I'm how old are you? I I just turned thirty six like two days ago. So I, I did see that. Ago. Yes, happy birthday! Thank you so much. I meant to message. I really did. And when I say that, I mean it. Like I'm not saying just because we're recording. I really was supposed to say something, and then I had a wedding this weekend, and then I, everything. My time was just crazy. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. So I do apologize. But happy birthday, nonetheless. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you look really good for 36, you said? Yeah, thank you. It's a filter on this camera. It's doing magic. <laughs> and the lighting that I'm in right now, I'm loving it. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> panicking because I didn't do the ring light. The ring light's, like, back oh. there. Normally, I have it, like, you know, but I'm like, nah, whatever. And then now that I'm looking at myself, I have, like, ojeras, and I have, like... Oh, that's me all the time, 24-7. <laughs> oh, my God. But I know, but this is the first time we're meeting, like, in the video. Like, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to look okay. I'm you all puffy. So beautiful. Thank you. Aww. We're snatched, honey. And your skins are glowing. I don't see yeah. any eye bags. I'm so glowing. I just showered. I literally jumped out of the shower, and it was, like, two minutes till this, and I was like, I need to like. Oh wait, can we cuss on here? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> like insert beep. But like, uh, I no. was like, I need to go. I was gonna. I even brought a hat to put on, but my hair's still wet. Like, I'm just. Here. I know the feeling. If it had been that I cut my weave yesterday, I probably would have been <laughs> the same. Because I, I, I like to be showered and fresh, like fresh. You know what I mean? When I, you know, at least when I record. So every time I record, mm-hmm. I do. This is this is totally my uh, my wig. So it's also like my hair is just my hair is like almost as long as yours out. Well, maybe it is. I think yours is longer, girl. You have lots of hair now. Yeah, because yours can actually like do cool things. Mine's just like I don't know. It's like a little mop on my head. I don't know how you do cool things with your hair. I cannot figure my hair out. I can't either. Is that your natural hair color? I mean, that's not a Mean Girls reference, but is that really your natural hair color? Yes, it was my mother's in the 80s. No, um, no, it's not. No. I was going to say, it looks really good. Thank it you. Does, it really suits you. I'm getting all these like compliments. And I'm like, man, like at first I was terrified because I felt like carrot head. And then I was like, people are going to think I'm like hella trying to be Trump. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh, mm, there mm. are very few people that can rock that hair color. And you're definitely one. Oh, thank you. That it's is just, true. It's very natural. Like, yeah. Just like, like brown. 
Yeah, that's and that's the crazy part. I'm just like, I don't even know. I just mix a bunch of box colors and I'm like, oh, here I am. Oh, wait, so that's like an experiment color? You, you didn't pick just that color? You didn't go to the salon? Not cheap. I thought the, I totally the box thought... I was two dollars. I mixed where? I mixed two uh, Target. What? The Revlon. It looks really good. Wow. This is an ad for Revlon. If you want some hair color, go to Revlon.com. This yeah, episode is really sponsored good. in part by Revlon, <laughs> the life changer. <laughs> no, oh but it look goodness. it looks really good. It really does. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Because my my hair is is your hair curly? Is that what I'm saying? Because I'm blind as fuck. Yeah. Sorry, I'm always trying like, to like wavy curly. Like when it's shorter, it's more wavy. But when it gets longer, it's like oh. No, I have embarrassed to pick because my hair is kind of like that too. But my hair is way too curly. So if I let it grow out. I really do look like I'm having a wig. I like I have a wig on. Oh, so. it's like super. Is it like tight curls? Yeah, but because I use so much hair product, so much hair product, like it's thin and out. Like mm-hmm. you can probably see like how it's like my hair's thinning really, really bad. So like if I let it grow, the curls kind of drag the hair down, like they get heavy. So oh. I look like I'm balding. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, I I I feel that my husband's hair is thinning too. Oh, and no. he goes through the same thing. So it's also like you, like he just shapes it off now. Yeah. Much easier. Honestly, you need a wig. Like Tony, <laughs> wigs will change your life. Like, and you can change them every day. Like I was watching the Jonathan Van Ness show about hair. And they were talking about like, well, if you want to be a redhead today, you can be a redhead and then be a blonde in the afternoon. Like, yeah, that is so true. Like, I'm kind of like jealous of Jay right now. Like, I want to get and like, and I like the ones you have because they're like hella like realistic. You know, like twenty dollar wigs on Amazon. But I will say, like, I did buy a red one, and I just felt like it just felt very strange. Like so, hookery, I mean, huh? Like hookery. No, just like I don't know. Like it's actually the same the same wig tie, but it's red and um I don't know. I feel like you have different type of power when you have red hair like that. Oh, oh wow. If you would have never told me okay, because that is a wig though, is you said right? Yeah, that's this is definitely a wig, yeah. Okay. That looks really nice. Right? Thanks. It looks very natural, like L'Oreal commercial natural. Oh thanks. I'm over I here always forget, fake like until my... she, I forget until she arrives with like out a wig. I'm like, oh yeah, you don't have that hair. Like, it's so it's so it throws me off, but it's so cool because it's like, if you're bored, you can throw it up. And like I, but I wouldn't like if I had a wig, I would want like a like long ass ponytail, like inches, baby, like all the way to the ground, yeah. like snatch, like yeah, like Ariana Grande ponytail. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those are beautiful. I yes. just can't. I don't know. You really have to have a lot of money, I feel, to like do those things. I cannot figure it out. If you give me a couple of years, I could probably tape them together and make them happen. I just can't do with the hairline. Oh, that's mm. true. It just looks like I have some that I'm like, damn, this looks like super fake. I just feel like <laughs> any wig would not fit with anything, like any clothes that I have. You know what I mean? I would have to like <laughs> buy a wardrobe to be able to, yeah. to match a good wig. That's a good excuse to buy a new wardrobe. I'm cheap as hell. No, like, uh, and then listen. In my size, it's hard to find something that I like. You can get creative with clothes. Albert can sew clothes. We can all make our outfits. (laughs) I cannot sew clothes. 
We're gonna. I feel like there's like an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. We're just like <laughs> in the workroom. We're gonna create our own looks and we're gonna turn out, baby. Beads oh and glitter. God. I can see that. <laughs> Definitely. I I need to hang out with Charles so you can teach me some stuff because I'm I'm looking toward no, the hell up. She, I really don't know any of that. Anymore. I was just kidding. Like, yeah, he like, was just very creative. So it's like if you ever need outfit help, Albert is the person to go to. But that's all we need, just the creativity. That's really all yeah. you need. We can do that, but like I'm, I'm worried that you're gonna show up, and I'm gonna be like, "Listen, you have I no really hope." Is know. that what you? Yeah, no. I mean, I'll put a carpeta on you, and we'll be like, "We'll make this carpeta look." Or you know what's been in is like the um, Christmas tree uh, skirts, like people wearing those for looks. I don't know if you've really? seen those on TikTok uh-uh. daily. I have not. What they've had like fat like at homes like people do like little fashion shows where they walk like the runway with the christmas tree skirts that you put what? You know, oh and it looks I... like a poncho and you're just like serving looks like where does it hang from from here or from here yeah, yeah like here okay. oh that's not what i mentioned <laughs> or you oh. could wear it on your body i guess <laughs> i was wondering if it was from your neck or if it was from like a strapless kind of look or a skirt right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i imagined you can do whatever you want and make it happen. My part of TikTok that I'm stuck right now, I'm stuck on funny church videos. And it just really? keeps showing me funny church videos. Oh, my goodness. I'm an Encanto TikTok. And I'm, it's like slowly leaving Encanto little by little. And I'm like, oh, there's not as much Encanto. But everything was Encanto for a while. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Oh, you should. You should watch. It's cute. I'm just a very emotional person. So, like, I feel like I still haven't watched Soul because I know I'm probably going to cry. I loved Soul. Soul made me cry. I wasn't into it. Like, and I wanted to be so bad and I didn't get into it, which is so sad because I feel like I'm missing out big time. Wait, so you did watch it or you didn't watch it? (laughs) I did, but I think I was texting and I don't think I was paying attention. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah, kind of. Hashtag Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you're good. I like I like Encanto a lot, and I like the message behind it. But it it's not one that I've been able to. I keep hearing people say they've watched it like ten times, and I've watched it twice. I think maybe mm. three times. It's not just one I can keep watching. I love the soundtrack, though. The soundtrack is it. So that's why they told me to. Li- My friends was like, li- "Just watch it," because I'm a very music per- musical person. So like, you will really yeah. love the music, but I still like. No, I'm just gonna give it a minute until the hype is down. That way, when I'm crying and nobody knows what it's about, then I'll just, yeah. I'll just be on my own. Yeah, <laughs> the story is not as like good. Like I think like Coco had a better story, um, but it was just like I don't know. I felt like. There's a lot of loopholes in the story, and like, um, it, like it was wasn't like written. as consistent. I just think it was thought out as much, you know, yeah. um, and things were like not left answered. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I like a really good solid story. You're like, oh wow, this is cool. Like it ties everything together. Here, you're, it's just kind of like grandma's an ass to meet up in, and you're like, I hate you, grandma. You know, and yeah. I don't know. It's mm. like relatable, but it's also like. I don't know about y'all, maybe I'm slow, but I actually have to think about what the point of the movie was because I sat there and watched it and I was like, wait, what just happened? And that's when Brady and the kids were like, oh, well, this and this, and this is what that means. And I'm like, so you're assuming that's what that means. Like, this is open to interpretation. 
Yeah. Uh, then I hate those kind of movies because then you don't know what you're gonna go out of it. Like what what you're gonna take out of it because whatever you're going through at that time is what's gonna attach to. Right. So it's like, oh. Is it allowed? Good. The what? The soundtrack. I I think mm. that's what made the movie so good. Yeah, so good. Oh, I still haven't even heard that. So I'm I'm gonna have to give it a try. Yeah. But anyway, everybody, introduce yourselves, Albert. Introduce oh, hey. yourself to the audience because we've just been catching All up. Right. <laughs> Man, this is always hard. It is. Hey, hard. everyone. I'm Albert. I Hi, am, Albert. <laughs> I am a 36-year-old 30, male from Coffee and Cheese My Podcast, and I'm Central American, not Mexican. So that's a shocker to most people. Good to know. I did not know that. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about Bam. the differences. Mind blown, right? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jaylee? Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, my name is Jaylee. I am 25 years old. My pronouns are she, her. Oh, yeah. Um, I am, I'm a mom to three and a half kids. I I am in my second trimester, <laughs> like for real. Oh, literally? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, I know we were talking about that off here. Well, y'all we talk about it. So I'm actually, I, yeah, well, I'm like ending my second trimester. I'm reaching the end of pregnancy um I um I am also a grad student I'm completing a second master's in clinical mental health counseling I I don't know what else yeah we uh, I do coffee and cheese my podcast with Albert we record every we record we like what we're in season four, right? Yeah, yes. season four gonna be on season five by the end of the year. Um, I'm married. I'm from New York, currently residing in Oklahoma. I think that's it. I have so and, many questions. Okay, and she's not Mexican. Oh, and I'm also Central American. <sighs> okay, so what does that mean, though? What what where are you like from? Like country? So my my yeah, my parents are from Guatemala, and so. Mm. And Albert, where are you from? My parents are Salvadorian. Wow. This is the first. Okay, I'm so glad. Because I'm usually either surrounded by, like, Mexicans or... I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's, that's really it. So, the Coffee and Cheese Me podcast, how did that come about? Or how did you guys meet? Yeah. So, I always love telling this story. So, I actually was fresh out of my bachelor's degree, literally fresh out of college and I applied for this job and I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this job because, you know, it's very hard usually for newly new graduates to get employed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I applied at this, um, at this clinic, it was, it's a mental health clinic and I applied and I get this call super early at like, it was like 8am literally and it's Albert and he's like, Hey, we'd like to interview for this position. Can you come in? I think he was like tomorrow. And I was like, sure. So I, uh, it was my first big girl interview and it was just, that's the interview was, was great, I guess. Cause I ended up getting the job and Albert became my boss. And so Ooh. I'm very awkward. And so I kept trying to be friends with Albert in a very awkward way. Like I would go to, 
hang out with coworkers at Buffalo Wild Wings just to see if Albert would be there. And then he showed up like two hours late and it was very awkward. But eventually (laughs) we became friends. And I guess the podcast kind of came about like, you know, we worked together. Our hours were like 5 to 1 a.m. for 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. So we were together most mornings and afternoons. Yeah. And then um, after getting to know Albert and kind of seeing what different projects he was on, I also hopped on to... um, to Yes Love OKC, which is a nonprofit. And so we were spending like all of our time together. We were doing events on the weekends for our nonprofit and working together during the week. And we are very like chismosos, you know, and just our chemistry has always kind of been like this. And so when The Little Mermaid came out, the live, the live, what is it? What was it like the live show? Uh, I think on it was TV on TV action. Yeah. It didn't come out. They were talking about the live action movie that's coming out this year, I think, or next Is that year. Crazy? That's why I was like, oh, hmm. not out. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and we just had a lot of feelings about it because the world had a lot of feelings about the casting. And, you know, Albert's very creative and he's like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, okay, like, that'd be great. And so we started off like recording on our phones and really having no knowledge of it. Yeah. And it's grown into this like, awesome platform that we kind of just use now to voice really any anything yeah well that's amazing that's a really good story albert was like your work husband and then like (laughs) he left you at the buffalo wild wings for two hours and there's like when you left a slipper and then (laughs) it was a chicken wing (laughs) i can't dry rub oh my god no i don't like dry rub me either. You know what? Me either. But I, that's a really unpopular <laughs> opinion that everybody like. Why don't you like dry rub? Like, it's just, it's not. Really? That's not fun. It's dry, literally. Right. Yeah. The point of it is for you to get your fingers dirty and you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you're on your yeah. fourth fourth season. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Wow. How, how do you guys divide the seasons? How do we what? How do you guys divide the seasons? Like how many episodes per season? Uh, 22. 21, 22. Yeah. One of those two. Wow. We're like a, we're like a, a C, not CBS. What is that network? Um, oh my God. I can't even think about it. The the CW? Diary, well, yeah, we're like a CW oh, okay. season. We give you 22 episodes. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't wait to get to that. I'm right now. I'm on season three. Season oh, one man. and season two also had 20, 21 episodes. But it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Do you guys record weekly or what? Every other week. Or, yeah, every other week. And we we started off releasing episodes weekly, and then we moved to every other week. And so that that's good because it gives us time to record and also gives us time to spread the episodes throughout the year. Yeah. So we're not moving as quick through the episodes. But, like, we're also, like, giving the same amount of content within, like, a year. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. I, I I used to do weekly, and then your girl burned out quick, because that's a lot of... Mm-hmm. Especially, I was doing it by myself at that point, so I did the recording, I did the booking, I did the editing, I did everything. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, okay, I'm gonna die. So, season three, I started doing, like, bi-weekly, um, but even then, that's still a, still a pretty handful schedule. Yeah, I can get... It, it's a lot, and then it's just like... You have the pandemic, we have like our lives, we have the nonprofit, we have like 
so many things going. Like it's it's so hard to stay on top of it. That's why like we really try to work off of a very strict schedule and we try to respect that when we book people or when they book us because we we know that it's not easy to just pick, oh sorry, I know showed. And that's why it is kind of a pet peeve when people do not come through and then there's a wrench in our plane because then we have to figure out, okay, do we just record like us ourselves? Mm-hmm. We try to get another guest, like and so it just becomes like a huge issue. So I feel like Albert just put me on the spot just now because oh, no. <laughs> I would know what I was happened was we were supposed to record two weeks ago. Or was it a week ago? That doesn't, that's not a no-show, though. Yeah, that's, that's like way an different. Emergency and, but in know, my book, about- in my book, it's like, that's so unprofessional. It's so, it's not, no excuse. Well, I guess getting sick is a good excuse. But to me, still, like, I know how it is, how hard it is to keep a schedule, you know, specific and, the, you know, time-specific. Mm-hmm. Cause not that you know we have full time jobs, we have families, yeah. we have this. So I'm so sorry. No, no you're, you're good. Fine. No, we've had people that just were like waiting for them to hop on our call because we agreed. We, you know, like you said, like weeks in advance, and then they just don't answer the met like messages or calls or whatever. And then we're like, damn. Yeah. Well, it happens more hour, often than you think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, people and we don't. just have to switch gears like immediately. So we're like, okay, well, we'll guess we're switching gears. Yeah, Albert is the one who does like who really takes care of scheduling and our, our agenda and the things we're going to talk about. And so I'm like, usually he's got like topic with his guest, and he knows at least what the guest is about. So we kind of try to like talk about the guest. And so mm-hmm. when people know show, it's like, oh crap, yeah, what, what is there? Yeah. 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 Now? Well, I met Albert like that, didn't I? I I had a friend that was a guest, and then mm-hmm. how do how did I who contacted who? Did I contact you or you me? I saw that Charlie was because Charlie was on our um, Latinx panel that we did, and mm. uh, I saw that they were on a podcast, and so like I was like, oh, cool, and I really have so much respect for Charlie. Uh, and everything he he does, and so I I don't even know how I got connected with Charlie. I just had kind of known him ish, but like then uh, I saw him on your podcast, and I was like, oh, I need to listen, and I listened, and it was really cool, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna reshare this and like it. And usually, like most people, are like oh, thank you, and that's it. But like you were really like awesome, I, and I think you just like reached out, and we're like, hey, we should collaborate, like. Yeah. You're Latinx. We're Latinx. Like we need to like keep this going. And, and you know, and Jay and I are so huge about like collaborating with other Latinx guests or yeah. podcasts or anything because it really is so important for our community to be united. United. I said that weird. Um, <laughs> but like we need to be together on everything because we're not. We're oftentimes so divided. But there's so many cool Latinx people in the community that people don't know are doing great things. Yeah. Um, like we have uh, Latinos local. I don't know if you know them. I recently started following them. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a lot for like the uh, NFT world and other stuff that they do. Like, <laughs> I forget they do a lot of like ele- like yeah internet stuff and yeah. you know super cool stuff. No, yeah, and I, I do agree with you on that. Like a lot of our there's so much talent out here that I honestly would not have ever came across. Until I made the podcast, because then I started meeting people after people, and then that 
mm-hmm. know, those people introduce you to other people. And then you yes. realize there's, wow, I, I didn't realize there was so much, uh, not content, but just great people in the community. And, and, and you really don't hear about it unless, you know, you reach out. Yeah. I have a question for you, Tony, just because yeah. I'm not familiar. All right. So <clears throat> do you live in Oklahoma? Yes. Yeah. I'm in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've been here since I was five. Yeah, I'm. I am actually Mexican. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people think this is the weirdest thing to me. Whenever I go to like new jobs or new things, people always automatically think I'm Samoan or like yeah. Japanese. I don't know huh. why Colombian came to my head. Colombian? I can take that. I don't mind. But You're Samoan like, oh, is like, Samoan is like way off. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's just them saying that because I'm a big guy. And it's like, that's the it first is, thing it, that pops up. It's to one head. of those things that it's kind of like they do because I always get that. And I did like, I'm from, I'm from San, uh, California. Mm-hmm. And like, I had a lot of like Samoan friends um, in co- college there. And like, people would always be like, are you Samoan? I'm like, yes. No, I, you know, but like, I, I, I do wonder like people's motivations sometimes. Behind. I'm like, are you just calling me like big bone? That's the idea. Yeah, that's how you I know, took like, it. I was like, what the hell? Simones are really cool though. I love them. They're really like amazing, awesome family people. And yeah, I, yeah. But there's not many in Oklahoma, so it is random for people to like pinpoint that. You know, every single. But the time. rock is. The Rock is a uh, Samoan, I think. So I'm like, sure. You think I look like The Rock? Okay. The Rock is fine. I am not fine. The yes, Rock. you are. Oh, stop! You gotta boost yourself up. Do not. It's hard not for me. Short sell yourself. Short change. I, I can. I. It's. It's hard for me to to boost myself. Even when people give me compliments, it's hard for me to take a compliment. Which that's why I was gonna say, um, Jalen, I need to keep you around because I might need some therapy sessions. Do you even do therapy? Uh, no, so I uh, was a sub, like when I worked with Albert, I was a, a candidate for the certification for a substance abuse counselor, but that's as close I, as I got, I guess, to even um. be considered a counselor. And then I uh, I am a case manager, um, which is more like based on education. So educating people almost like on mental health is what it feels like. Gotcha. And so, yeah, I get... Uh, I hope I graduate in 2024. I just started this program, but Albert can do therapy. So. <laughs> Wait, can you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I am a licensed alcohol and drug counselor with mental health. And so like, I actually, this might be a cool place to talk about it. I've been working on trying to put together my private practice, uh, And like, I've been dragging my feet because for me, everything starts with a name. And so like, I've really been trying to just find like the right name and I feel like I'm almost there. And so like, and I've had like an amazing friend who I hope we get her on the podcast one day, but her name's Kristen. She's a therapist as well. Um, I'm actually surrounded by really badass therapist friends who are just like amazing and they just boost me up so much. And so I'm taking the steps to move forward with that. And so as soon as I can like officially like confirm what name I'm going to go with, then I want to start working towards my private practice. But I do want to work primarily with the LGBTQ community because that's where my heart is. And um, I'm open to working with anyone, but I really want to be able to do that. So, wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. 
Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to hang out with your circle. I feel like I need <laughs> I need better. Not that my friends that are listening, I don't have bad friends. I'm just saying I need friends that boost me up too. We all do. We all need that pick me up because it's like life is hard and it's so ugly sometimes. I'm just like, I just want to ugly cry. But like when you have amazing friends, like, you know, like literally I could be having a bad day, but then I go to like my group message. I have a group message with Jaylee and Keisha and Erica, and they're all just so positive. And it's just so inspiring to be like, yeah, it sucks today, but you know, but we have this, we have this moment in time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see it because I might go visit you. And oh, I, I think you meant our group text. I was like, we can't release those because no, no. I mean, when <laughs> your practice, whenever you, you release your practice, I'll probably be there with me and my friends, my two co-hosts. <laughs> my friends. Yeah. Right now, we're currently looking for a, a, a therapist, but we haven't found one that we trust. That's hard. Yeah, and that it, is yeah, hard. it's hard, especially being a minority. I think. <clears throat> It's like, how do you find yeah. someone that you can relate to and really understands um, and accept, not accepts you, but just like. Understand. I yeah. I mean, I, I we found so, several therapists that uh, were mostly focused on like Christianity kind of therapy. Peace. And that is not, <laughs> no. no, that's not what I need. I, I actually need to get away from that. And that's where I'm running away from. So I was like, I'm not going to go back to somebody that's going to tell me to read, you know, the book of Revelations or something. <laughs> like, I, I need somebody that can actually help me sort out my feelings, my, you know, everything that I'm kind of hoarding in there. Yeah. And there's so much religious trauma that people have, like, not even just like, queer people but literally like a lot of people like in oklahoma walk around with religious trauma and it's so sad that that's how people try to bring them into therapy mm-hmm. when like i hear religion and i like cl- like my body clenches up real quick because like there are those people who truly are religious that practice being christians and they are literally the definition but that is like five people that i know in like the universe you know right and, a lot of people are just like no i'm just gonna use this to judge you and i'm just gonna use this to tell you how you should go to hell and it's like nobody deserves that period and so like when that's what you believe in for religion that's really scary you know because then they brainwash like people and they make their kids feel bad because oh like even with like the virginity thing and like i'm just like they make these girls grow up feeling ashamed if they've given away their virginity because that's dirty and that's not christian like and i'm like y'all you're not helping these people by teaching Mm -hmm. them these messages you're hurting them yeah yeah i totally had a purity ring growing up because you did i didn't know that yeah like and they made it like this whole ceremony and my mom Mm -hmm. was so proud and i was like Mm -hmm. okay cool and then i whenever i obviously did not follow through with my purity (laughs) ring (laughs) (laughs) she threw it away yeah i i think i honestly i think i still had it that because i'm I'm not a hoarder, but if it's something that's super emotional to me, I struggle with like giving it away. Mm, and but yeah. I just the shame of like, okay, well, like y'all um, are all judging me. Th- th- yeah, I would have th- traded mine in for a puta bracelet. Like, <laughs> not a <laughs> I wish I, I had one of those. I uh. <laughs> We, we all have one. Yeah. <laughs> we could have our own ceremony. Oh my god, yes. No, it it's it's really it, it is sad cuz I I I grew up in that and it's it's um I feel like I grew up with the worst of the worst cuz mine were Pentecostals. So That's what I was. 
Oh, are you really? Yeah, that's what my parents, that's what my mom wanted me to be. Yeah. Is she still in there? No. Well, she wasn't even in it to begin with. She just, oh. like, was forcing it on me. She goes to a club. What she religion was is that? dropping me off at church. Like... <laughs> No, no, it was it was a terrible time. Uh, honestly, like I, I wish I could take all all of that back. Cause I mean, yeah, I did learn some good principles, and I, I did meet some people that were really good for me. Charlie was one of them. But uh, I there was a section that me and Charlie talked about at the end of the podcast that episode that I had to cut out because we said uh, one thing that kind of tied the whole conversation. That we couldn't just release that one part. So I tried to edit it out, but it didn't work out. But we ended up talking about how we were both really just fucked up by how we were grown up and that. And it was like, we ended up crying. We ended up like just like releasing a bunch of stuff that we didn't know we had. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It's a terrible thing to go through. And then that, and that's what hurts my heart. Because it's like, you know, we preach religion is love and it's empowerment and it's like supposedly this man on a cloud like loves us so much because we're made in his image and it's like but if you look at everything that's happened because of religion we've had wars over religion you know we have people like in these positions of power within religions that Mm -hmm. are sexually assaulting children that are raping children you know and like they they use religion as the vehicle of fear to get what they want. And that's what religion's always been is fear-based. And so, like, when you keep people scared, they keep quiet and they don't speak out. And that's how they create, like, this victim mentality within people because they're like, no, if you speak out against the church, you're going to go to hell. Or, you know, like, uh, a lot of people in religion do not question because they're taught you follow like a lamb and you don't, you don't speak up or women can't speak up because women don't have a place to speak up. And it's like, none of these messages are positive. Like how does this build healthy human beings when we're, liter- we're literally shaming people? We're literally telling them that they can't speak up or that they're going to go to hell. Like none of those principles are empowering or loving in any way possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I really agree. And I think the saddest thing is, like, now that I, I've left it, it really does feel like I left a cult. It really does feel mm-hmm. like like I didn't realize how m- my mind was sculpted to that mentality until mm-hmm. you get out. And once you get out, you're like, oh, my God, damn, like, I was fucked up. And then you realize that people around you are still fucked up. So you're like, oh, because my dad's still in there. My dad's a pastor. So it's like I try to teach him as much as I can. Like I remember recently he had a transgender boy um and he was like I don't know how to how to approach him. I don't know, you all you have to do is just be nice. Just simple as show him love. That's it. You don't really have to do anything else. But he was like, "Well, no, I'm more concerned uh, I'm more concerned about how people are going to treat him because at a Pentecostal church, they're probably going to try to like do like an exorcism on them or something. I was like, and I get that because I had exorcism done on me a couple of times. Are you serious? Yeah, like a legit exorcism. Yeah. Well, they tried because I mean nothing came out, <laughs> but like I, oh my god, three times I, I I had three of them done. So like if I it's I know it's probably heavy to share, but like mm-hmm. do you mind kind of like sharing what that even looks like or what like mm-hmm. they do i don't mind sharing that at all um so what happened is like 
first of all, they do it without your consent. So it's not like they book you, hey, on this day, we're going to pray for you, you know, because, you know, you're gay and, you know, you're not supposed to be gay, whatever. They don't do that. So you just show up to a service and then, I mean, I was nice enough to just go to the altar and pray. Like, okay, I'm just going to let go of my feelings and just cry it out. But then they'd approach you and they say, oh, you know, God loves you, and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden, I hear another person over here, and then someone else back here, and then someone else back there. And before I knew it, they were taking me to this back room. And I was like, oh, okay. And I knew what they did in the back room, because they always did exorcisms back there, which in our, in their Christian terms, they didn't call it an exorcism, but that's really what it was. So they sent me back there, and they're like, okay, well, you need to renounce whatever it is that is in you. I was like, okay. That one ended up walking out. But the second one, the, this is the one that pissed me off. And this is the one that traumatized the shit out of me. The second one, they did it at a public event. Like in front of the microphone. Like they were like, okay, we're going to pray for Tony. Mind you, at this time I hadn't come out yet. So like, we're going to pray for Tony, you know, because da, da, da. Oh, the spirit of homosexuality needs to leave him right now. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was just mortified because there was a room of, like, 150 people. Oh, my. And they just outed you. Basically. Yeah. yeah. To everybody in there. And then, you yeah. know what? Those And they're hella chismosos because then they're going to go tell other people. And it's like. Mm. No. Well, at this point, I was beginning to come out to people little by little. So I actually went to a friend that I said, hey, well, I'm gay. So I still want to maintain my relationship with God. How do I do that? He's like, oh, don't worry. We'll pray for you. Well, what this bitch did, instead of praying, I guess, he told the leaders. And the leaders shunned me out of all my uh, leaderships that I had at that point. So I was a musician. I was a youth leader. I was everything. So they had to strip me of all of that. Mind you, they did this in front of public, like, and again, in another service. And they're like, oh, we're going to have to vote for another president because uh, for reasons that we can't disclose, Tony can't do it anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, I, they, they didn't say anything to me. If they would have just told me, hey, you're gay, you can't do this, then I would have just easily walked out. But they didn't. They said it in front of everybody. So anyway, so after that, um, I went to the service. And yeah, she was like, yeah, we need to pray for Tony and blah, 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 blah. And again, over the microphone, you know, casting things out. I'm like, this needs to come out like right now, you know, in the name of whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like, if you feel like you're going to throw up, go ahead and throw up. Like, and I was like, what? Like, and at that point, I was 23, 24. So I was still coming to terms of who I was. I, yeah. st- I still hadn't accepted because I was raised that I was wrong. Yeah. So now I can tell you I'm I'm happy as who I am. I don't I don't have any doubts of who I am. But at that point, I was still struggling defining who I was. And then in front of everybody for them to shame me, that's a different story. That pisses me off so much. Because yeah. it's like church is like church is supposed to be community and community is supposed to be like family, you know, and like support. And like they literally outed you to everyone. And like made it look like you were possessed or whatever you want to call it, you know, like, yeah. and then like, then they expect you to like, just go about your life. Like, what if you would have like taken your life at that point? Like, 
you just lost everything. You were outed. You were pretty much thrown into the public. Like you're gay. Look, he's gay. Let's take out his demons, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's like, how, how, what would have happened if you would have literally gone home that day and said, life is over for me and I'm done. Like that is not acceptable at all. Well, you know, even like, mm -hmm. no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's like how Albert was saying, like they shame you so much that someone could easily just, and I'm, and I'm sure this is like, a thought that like people do have is just been like, okay, I can't fight these demons. I'm this horrible person. Yeah. No, those thoughts didn't run through my mind. I'm not going to lie. And I even talk about it in season one of my podcast. I did an episode by myself where I talk about my suicide attempt because it was so honestly, when you grow up in that kind of uh, community, they're literally your family. So I had no other friends. So when they shunned me out, I lost all of those friends. So I was literally alone with like two friends, maybe, that were also gay, that were closeted. And so we kind of kept each other like in this group and we helped each other through it. But if I had not had those two friends, I probably would have committed suicide because it was, I mean, I lost everything. I lost respect from the church, who I thought were the almighty at that point. I lost all respect with my family which I I was forced to come out to my family and I wasn't prepared. I wasn't in any way, shape or form um, ready to just face it all in one hard hit. Like it was just all at once. I just can't imagine that. Like I literally put myself in like your shoes, how terrified I would have been. And like, even from a parent's point of view, like your child going through that, that's like the, like one of the most hurtful and deep, like felt cuts that you can go through, you know, yeah. because coming out should be our experience. It should be our journey, you know, and granted, sometimes we don't get that. Like my experience, I fell on, I fell out of the closet, you know, I was outed too, and it was not okay, you know, and, and I can only imagine on the level that you had to do it, like that's terrible. And I am so sorry that you had to go through that yeah. from like, people that preach love and like, I don't know that that makes me want to go burn down the church. You know, like I would have literally, if it were me, I, and I always think about like, if I could go back to that time, like, and just, I would have literally gone up there and shitted on all of them. Like while they're trying to tell me to like vomit and everything, I would have vomited on all of these motherfuckers. Cause like, that is not okay. You don't treat people like that. Like how do we claim love is our, foundation when that's what they do to a human being you were a child so yeah you're 23 but like you're still finding yourself you're still trying to learn yeah life mm-hmm. you know ugh, i hate them no and I, th- I feel like i'm releasing all that anger recently now that i have because i was a really quiet person i was a really yeah. quiet child i was a really i'm really anti-social really so when all of this happened it just shut me down completely. So when I got this podcast, I was like, okay, I need to heal slowly, but safely, because I also don't want to say or do something I'm going to regret. So lately, I've been having these episodes where I talk about it finally, and people get to hear my side of the story, because a lot of these people just saw me leave the church, yeah. and I've been a rebel to them ever since. But they don't know a lot of the struggles that I had to go through within my mom's you know, house, my parents' house. Because what they did after I... So they added me out, whatever, but I didn't officially announce it. I was like, whatever. I don't feel like I need to. You know, whatever. Fuck you. 
But when my dad became a pastor, and I said this recently on another episode where this lady in the church was like, God's telling me that, you know, you being a, you know, I'm sorry for the language, fag, whatever. You need to be shunned out. Your dad needs to stop being a pastor. And she wrote this on a letter and she sent it to several church members. So she started sending it to leaders that my dad shouldn't be a pastor because I'm this or because I'm that, whatever. So that's kind of when I became furious at that point. I was like, okay, now, okay, now it's, now it's personal. So I'm gonna, I'm a talk about you, you know, as respectfully as I can, because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are this, you know, going through the same thing I went through because mm-hmm. those churches never change. No. So all I can do is be here to share my story and help whoever I can and find therapy. Cause I'm telling you, I'm trying to find someone that I can go to and let it out in a healthy way. Cause what I don't want to do is become bitter and angry. And, you know, I don't want to do that either. Sucks. So that's so heavy. And like, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, so this lady that's writing the letter, like, what does she expect you to do? Like she obviously, and it, and it is lack of like it's ignorance because like, yeah. she think you're just gonna stop being like gay or like are you gonna like become straight all of a sudden like and it's like how many people in that church that are busy throwing stones at you don't have any sins that they're not sharing with anyone you know infidelity right. uh, mm-hmm. porn addiction um like there's so many things like committing crimes beating their wife like there's a lot of other shit that people like forget and then for some reason people act like homosexuality is like the greatest sin of all time and i'm pretty sure i'm not like versed in the bible or anything, but i'm pretty sure like they say something about all sins are created equal yeah right mm-hmm. so like but somehow when it comes to homosexuality it's like the greatest sin in the world and it's like how i think it's just because it's a sin that they cannot understand it's a sin that they cannot yeah. experience because half of these motherfuckers are cheaters half of these yes. people are liars half of these people are thieves. Yeah, but this is the one sin that they know they won't be able to be caught on, quote unquote. So therefore, uh, which also ain't true because there's a lot of them church people that oh, are doing some things on the side yes. and they just put it on the DL, you know. I know I had people. There's people that did reach out to me once I started coming out, like, "Hey, you know, what are you doing Friday?" I'm like, "What?" Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. we about to ruin some lives out here. Uh, this is coffee and cheese made for you. <laughs> We're talking to you, Ricardo. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> there was a, at my church, there was a, after I left the church, the pastor. Say, I don't know about your, I don't know what the hierarchy or whatever it is, but there was yeah. like the main pastor and then there was like, they switched off on who did the services and mm-hmm. one of the pastors was banned or, you know, whatever, because he was living this double life. I mean, him and his wife were leaders at the church and their kids were leaders at the church as well. And he had a whole family in the DR, <laughs> like a whole family. <laughs> Wow. Family in the it state. doesn't count it's outside of the states jay <laughs> yeah and, but he had like a daughter and like a partner and i'm like that was i mean it was heartbreaking to see like his family in the states go through that because it was hidden from them and yeah they were they were they were young adults when all of that happened we were all like in our that was that was like five years ago yeah we were in our 20s 
when I heard about that. And I was like, damn. I just ache for the kids that are still there because Mm -hmm. I can see. I'm not saying I'm judgmental, but I can totally see when the little kid is gay. Like, I can identify myself with them really quick. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do I help this poor child not get traumatized yeah. like I did yeah. without having him to admit it? Because at that age and this religion, you're going to deny it as long as you can. You're going to hide yep. it as long as you can. So I'm like, how can I help this person be okay with themselves without doing it? Yeah. So all I do is like, hey, how are you? You look amazing. You look awesome. Oh, my God. You do this so well. You know, give him affirmations to help him, you know, hang on to that rope as long as possible. Because eventually you're going to realize what you're doing and what they're doing to you. But until then, you're valued. Yeah. You need to talk to yourself like that, though, because that yeah. you were that little kid, too. Yeah. And you have to heal that inner child in you. That is my issue. I will admit to that. I have... So many instances of people like just affect doing the opposite of that to me. It's like I've 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 heard people like talk to my dad when they thought I was asleep in the car and like, oh, we need to do something about your child because you know he's going to become queer and you know and I know he's only eleven, but we need to figure out what to do to him not grow out that way. And these thoughts and you know voices stick in your head for a mm-hmm. long time, even to this day when I see this person like this motherfucker (laughs) you know but but i'm trying to again going back to the finding the therapy i'm trying to find someone who is not biased on their views on religion views if i can say it like that because Mm. other the ones i have found are are christ-based so i was like "Mm, i don't know if you're gonna know what i'm saying or or not give me your advice based on what you think you know it's so it's I have trust issues now, but I'm working through them. I feel like this past couple of years I've been healing, so I'm 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 gonna get there. Well, and a therapist should not really be giving you their advice. You know, it's more about you processing what you need to process. So, like, if they're giving you their advice, it's probably just not a good fit. You know? Yeah. Um, I think there's this misunderstanding that therapists should give us advice, um, and it's really not about that. It's about you having that safe space, being able to process everything and anything you want. And they really just hear you out and try to help guide you to make the best decisions or help you find how you're going to heal. And so like, I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, one, it's hard to find a Latinx therapist and someone that works with the queer community and someone that is like good, you know, um, Jay and I both met with a Latinx therapist. Um, and, they weren't bad. Um, I don't know. And I, I don't want to speak for you, Jay, your experience, but I just felt like it wasn't like I, what I needed. I you literally know? forgot who you were talking about. <laughs> Was that yeah. for the best? They were, um, they were different. It almost didn't, it, it kind of like you said, it felt like advice. And I think they were good hearted, kind hearted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not, not, not good therapist. And mm. yeah. And then we met with another therapist of color and that person, I don't know about you, Albert as well, but that just made me feel one, like they don't care about me like at all. And like, they were just seeing me so they can make some money. I was just a form of income. 
And then, so that's a problem that you run into too, trying to find a good therapist. Yeah. Yeah, because our other friend was also seeing this therapist. So we have someone that recommended them and they love this therapist. And maybe for them, they are the best therapist. But literally, Jay, myself, and our friend have the same feelings because we haven't even talked about this till now. But like um, our friend was saying that um, she stopped going to the therapist and the therapist never never reached out to her. Same story with me. I just stopped going. And then this therapist was so busy. Like I was literally having to schedule a month out. And then I was like, you know, by the time I was getting closer, I was like, I'm just going to cancel. I don't want to see them anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, I was not in therapy because I seriously needed something resolved. But I am a fan of let's go to therapy. Let's talk. Um, because it is healing for anyone and everyone to be in therapy. It's really a good thing. And I do preach that. Um, but I just didn't feel like that therapist did anything for us that was important, you know? And so um, I do know a therapist that I really liked. Um, and again, I haven't seen her, but I recommended uh, her to you, Jay. Um, I think, was it Carolina Herrera? I can't remember her name, oh, yeah, but um, she seems really good, really knowledgeable, really like, approachable um but i don't i haven't met her in like therapy set, setting so um i'll probably have to give you her information she she seemed really good yeah no i mean at this point at the same time i feel like i'm contradicting myself because at the same time there's nothing to lose by trying someone but when no. you've been that part of your life or your heart for so long after a while you're just kind of tired of trying it's like after a while you're just like ugh. The last thing I want to do is try to repeat this over and over again to somebody that doesn't hear me, you know, because it just makes me feel dumb. So and then on top of that, you know, in our community, therapy is something that is shunned. It's it's something that me as a Mexican anyway, I don't know how, you know, it is for you guys. But as a Mexican, going to therapy is like, you know, so to me, I recently told my mom, I was like, mom, I think our family needs to go to therapy. And she was like. I have Jesus. I was like, oh, okay. And I love my mom and I respect my mom. But I was like, I strongly disagree. She was like, why? You know, Jesus is, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I get that. I don't know if I believe that now. But yeah, okay. But we need to talk to a human that talks to us back. Well, let me tell you. I think that was the day that I think she was about to whoop me again. And I was a grown-ass man, because this was, like, last year. And I was like, Mom, I'm just telling you we need to go to therapy. That's it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But so I was always embarrassed to say I needed therapy just because my parents never believed in it. You know, again, going back to the religion thing, it's just, that's just how they were, you know. Yeah. We don't talk to anybody about it. You pray about it, and you hope that your prayers get answered and move the hell on. And that's just how it was. Yeah. And, you know... And for those that are religious, um, I will challenge that with maybe Jesus or God sent therapy as a vehicle for you to work on yourself, you know, like, because praying to a God doesn't mean it's going to solve your problems. Sometimes they might enlighten you with alternatives, you know, and I think that that's the misunderstanding that a lot of people think is like, well, if I just pray, everything's going to get better. Yeah. And for some maybe but again like there's that whole saying like there's a man like stranded on an island and he prayed to god to save him a boat came by he said no i'm praying to god then again another boat came by same thing he's like i'm praying to god and then the third boat comes and he's like god why why haven't you saved me he's like 
bro, I sent you three boats and you didn't take them. So like, that's on you, you know, like, yeah, are you let the, it's like, are you let the get there? You let a, I think is what they say. Yeah. Um, but people don't think like that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I do recall whenever I was younger, people would come up to me like, Tony, I think you need to leave this cult. Because I grew up in this place where I wasn't allowed to have friends outside of this place. So school friends would be like, why do you just, can you just not be normal and go hang out with regular friends? And maybe you might see how wrong you are. But again, this is something that was engraved. So I was like, no, you know, God is all powerful. And, <laughs> and you know, it, to me, it's funny to me now, but it, it's to me, it's kind of going with the story with you three boats. I'm like, I did have a chance to leave. And, you know, you know. I didn't, and I chose not to. But I think if anybody's listening, I think the important thing is is that you do have the time now to make a change and do whatever it is in your power to you know to become better and do whatever it takes for you to be healed and and become a better person. Yeah. Everyone has an option in life. Like everyone has the right to choose if they want to be religious or not. Like that's on them. Just yeah. I think the biggest thing is always just focus on yourself. Like I think people are too focused on what the next person's doing, trying to judge them. And that's not what life's about. Like there's just so many things that we go through, like focus on yourself Yeah, and you're good. Yeah, I agree. But enough about me. I want to talk about you guys. Cause this is, this is, this is an episode dedicated to you. Yeah. I want my listeners to be able to know who you are. So Albert was telling me that you were super smart, and I want to know why. <laughs> or how, not why, but <laughs> I want you to gloat on yourself. Go ahead and tell me about the things wow. he was trying to say. We're lifting ourselves up today. We are. <laughs> um, I don't know. I do feel I do feel like a lot of like me. I feel like I had to grow up really quick. So that was that that was a really big one. I uh, have a lot of trauma in my life. I feel so, um, I feel like I like to think that I'm a lot older mentally. That's why I was like, in my head, I'm like 50. Mm. Cause it's just like, I, I, I feel, I don't know. And then education wise, like I, I am pretty versed. I feel, I mean, not super versed, but, um, you know, I, like I have, I work on my second master's degree and I'm really big into like, research and everything that's evidence-based and so i think that's what albert was talking about i don't know i also struggle with compliments and thinking anything good about myself though so i don't know um so there's like a lot of that albert well okay what what does she really mean to say albert now that you know her so jaylee like she said she had to grow up quick um she has been a very like open advocate for mental health and has really just modeled what it means to be a hardworking mother because, you know, Jaylee is young. She has three kids and actually, well, would we say four technically three and a half. Um, And, you know, and she hustles like no other full-time full-time worker employee worker working (laughs) mom um just like all about like mental health and like being healthy and preaching like how she teaches her children like to be better humans and literally is on two like her second master's like 
that's amazing. In our community, all those things are things that we don't often see. Mm-hmm. You don't see uh, people like us have even a bachelor's degree. And Jaylee literally hit the ground running, has gotten her bachelor's, her master's in a very short period of time. And, you know, I don't know if you're still on track, Jay, for PhD programs, but, you know, at one time that was definitely a big thing for her and never complained about, hey, I have all this on my plate. Because literally, like, just being a mother full-time to three kids is not the easiest thing in the world. And then a pandemic. And then, like, education. And then, you know, like she said, we have our podcast. We, ha- um, we have uh, our nonprofit together. And then, like, I don't even know where she finds time to sleep with all of this. Like, it's just a lot of things she has. And she, and she does not complain ever about it. She just does it. And she's happy. And looks good doing it. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Yeah, I guess I did I became a mom. So I was 21. I was 21, right? Yeah, I was 21. I think I was 21 when I met my current husband. And he had two kids from his prior marriage. Um, so I became a mom pretty quickly. Like I met him. I think we immediately knew we were it was just like those random things that we immediately knew, like this was it for us. Yeah. And we got married. We got married like within, within a year and a half. I, or no, I think it was, a, yeah, I think, I don't know. And, um, and so it was like, I went from trying to figure out who the hell I was to big girl job with Albert stepmom to two kids that were growing up in a pretty, awful situation and then I knew since I was young that I really just wanted to have my kids kind of together you know because I don't want to be I didn't want to be like 50 raising teenagers still yeah so I was like I wanted to have a baby after we got married and then I was like I'm just gonna knock them out (laughs) and have another one um and so I I think I've just reached a point where I'm like kind of like I guess I do wear a lot of hats um (laughs) And so I'm trying to manage my time and be better because, you know, y'all know parenting is hard. But then, like, we grew up with, like, Latinx parents who mm-hmm. beat the shit out of us and all the whole thing. And so trying to unlearn all of that, because like Albert said, we have to, I really do think, you know, the world is not always the best place, but we we have to prepare our kids since they're young to, to really be ready for the world, unfortunately. And so yeah. that's just, that's just a goal. Well, that's amazing that like hearing you tell all the things that you have currently, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I don't know how you do it. So you're a badass to be able to do that. Not only you said you have a nonprofit as well, so I want to talk about that in a minute so our listeners will know what that it's about. But that sounds like you got it going on. And it sounds like you are going to be, you are a good role model. And I can't wait to see, look into a deeper eye about what you do. Because I feel like rarely, like what Albert said, we have anybody like that to look up to, to be able to Mm -hmm. say, oh, you know what? I wish I could do that. I don't have anybody to look up to and say, if she can do it, I can do it. I want to do that. I want to be able to get inspired. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being you and for doing what you do. 
Because I'm I've been, I've been the person that I've been trying to go to school for the past three years and go back and finish. And I haven't had, well, one, the time and the money. But I feel like hearing you, it's like, I really, that's not really a good enough excuse. It's it's more like a, a an excuse to put it off, you know? No, but I think that's so true too, though, right? Because we, there is so much, even like now, like I definitely see the privilege in being in a space where, even though it feels nearly impossible to even make the time for school sometimes. Like yeah. it is also like a privilege, I think too. Right. Cause you, to be able to have, like you said, the time, the money, and just even the support system to do that. So yeah. I definitely recognize that too. Don't talk down on yourself. It will happen when it is meant to happen. And- yeah. And you know, I've come to terms with that recently that I was like, you know what? I feel like at the time that it's meant to happen, if it does, then it will. But if it doesn't, then it won't. And I'm okay, I'm okay with either. But the, I'm mm-hmm. just saying that this is something that I want and I aspire to do. But, again, it might not be the right time. And, and, and that's okay. But I think society pressures us to do what we think it's we're supposed to do by 35 or where you're supposed uh, to be by 30. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, ter- I'm 33. And... For a long time before I turned 30, I was like, oh, my God, by now I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to do that. I was going to, you know, I had plans to do this by now and da, 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 da. Well, hell, I, by this time, I was supposed to be married to somebody else, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, That's things right. change. Things change. And it's okay. And, you know, and, and people need to know that whatever you're at right now, that's where you're meant to be. And it's okay. Right. Right. And we have and to s- give ourselves grace. And yeah. school does not define who you are. Like, not everyone has to go to school to be successful. That is a path that, like, we've chosen as individuals that we want to do, you know, because our mothers always told us both individually, you know, we moved to this country to better your future. And so yeah. I know for Jay and I, that's always been grounded in us and then rooted in us that we want to excel and the way that the only way that we know because none of us are like carpenters or we can't do anything with our hands like that you know <laughs> we excelled in education but yeah. that's not to say that you cannot excel in other things there's so many like boss ass people out there that are like running businesses that never even set school like set foot in a bachelor's program yeah and that's just how lucky they were because they worked harder in other ways that we couldn't do Mm. and it's everyone's path is so different yeah 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 i agree and i'm i'm I'm, i think you said it earlier i think right now what i'm going through is retraining my brain to where i'm able to be who i am so so retraining your thoughts to become who you are now it's what i'm going to right now so right now School's not the right thing, you know, the right thing for this time, just because, okay, I'm trying to figure out my mental health. I'm trying to keep that in check first. And then this comes next. And then, you know, retraining what you thought you had to do is hard. So I, I want people to know that, but we are able to change our paths and, yes. and, it, and it's okay. Yeah. 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 You, have to, you have to be okay to do the things that you want to do. Right. Because I do think, like, if I were to go back to school right now, I probably would fail because I'm not mentally capable just now. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably, you know, probably be harder on myself then for, you know, not doing mm-hmm. the quote-unquote best, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And it does really start with an act of love for yourself because 
like Jaylee said, if you can't be okay at your core, then the world, like everything you do is go- it's going to bleed into that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like your inner child, yourself, your heart, everything needs to be healed. And you have to be able to say, you know what? I love you, Tony. And I'm like nurturing you as a child. And I'm going to hold space for you to be unapologetically gay and not care what anyone else says because you know you weren't able to do that as a child and so now like it's your responsibility to give your inner child that space to be as colorful and happy and vibrant and explore all those things you never got to explore as a child you know and i think that a lot of us as gay people don't explore that because you know i think even for me like i've had to really dig into my queer side to like say like it's okay to be feminine sometimes because I think we're taught like don't show like okay you're gonna be gay but don't be like the gay that's like super feminine and so we kind of fear outwardly expressing any femininity and like so we're just kind of like oh I can't be like that gay and so Mm -hmm. like I really think that we need to just give ourselves permission to be like as gay and as unapologetic as we want and just like really enjoy it and embrace it you know yeah I I totally agree with that 100%. 100%. So what's the name of your uh, nonprofit? Yes, Love OKC. And what is that about? So it really, it was just kind of birthed out of like the whole frustration of um, the Pulse nightclub shooting, Trump getting elected, all the hate that was going online, people posting, um, you know, a lot of people were saying like, oh, people at Pulse nightclub deserve that because they're gay and they're going to go to hell. And, you know, so much hatred online. And so, you know, there was that whole photo shoot, the no hate or fuck hate, um, you know, uh, duct tape on the mouth. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're like, well, we don't want to focus on hate. Like, how do we focus on love as more, being a more powerful tool than hate? You know, because we're all capable of loving people. We're actually, as human beings, we're more capable of loving than hating we're just taught to hate and discriminate against other people and that's how people become hateful Hmm. and so we were like well we should like be affirming of love and say yes love yeah yes to love you know or yes love and so like that was kind of like that and my friend was a photographer and she was like let's like we can maybe like do pictures with strangers and bring them together and then um like that's kind of what it was we just invited a bunch of people to an event paired them up with a stranger and like took pictures and we called it yes love. And so that's really where it started. And after that, you know, we've just grown. We've had, we have our 501 three, 501c3 status as a nonprofit. And um, really we've revamped it to just where we want to provide a lot of safe space and community support and events, education through art, through, music through um educate like I, I guess i said education um and just really make it about community and about accepting and empowering those minority groups that don't oftentimes get empowered you know and so we do work a lot with marginalized communities and um you know unfortunately covid really just kind of slammed us really hard because a lot of what we would do is we would be at pride events we would um host panels we would host a lot of in-person events to create community the photo shoot event which is our biggest event that we did had literally been growing 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 each year and then like bam COVID hits and it's just like we shut down we've had to like readjust how we're gonna do things and even like with where we're at we're like still like we want to do all this but it's like we can't 
COVID is just like too big and we have a responsibility to the community to keep them safe. And sometimes that is a really hard decision. Like, do we, are we selfish and have an event or do we say we care more about the people that we're working with and provide, like try to do virtual stuff, which we know virtual is not, not always like the easiest platform to yeah. have events. For so sure. um, yeah, that's kind of been us. That's amazing. I wish I had sound effects. I would do it like an applause. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell everybody about your podcast. Pretty much our episodes are just us. Um, we usually do have a guest and it's just us. We talk about hard things like mental health. We talk about body image. We can talk about all of these things. Um, you'll definitely hear some current events. Albert's always coming through with some good music recommendations and things like that. Um, and you can listen to us. Our episodes are about an hour to like an hour and 15, 30 minutes long. And you can find those on most streaming platforms. So we're on Google podcasts. Amazon Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. I can't think of any other bigger ones right now, but we're on a whole bunch of little ones that yeah. sometimes we don't even know we're on. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, you can find us on there. We do have a YouTube channel. I'm in charge of that, y'all, but I cannot <laughs> figure YouTube out for shit. Like editing these videos is so hard for me, um, mostly because it's on Zoom and it's just like, so weird i don't know yeah um so there's a few things on there and hopefully we're talking about filming some fun stuff here Mm -hmm. um so we have a youtube account and that's on coffee and cheese my podcast um where you can find us on instagram albert does a great job managing our instagram page and that's at coffee and cheese my podcast as well awesome i can't wait for people to hear it and then become faithful listeners because i'm pretty sure we appreciate that Yes. yes it's the best part honestly like we do it because you know there's so many people out there like the biggest thing we hear is like man i put y'all on and it's literally like sitting with y'all and just chatting you know and like i just love to hear that because it does make it more uh relatable and it's just like just that's the goal it's just like hey let's go kiki with our girls and just have coffee and like literally this is what we do outside of the podcast so we're like why not bring it to the podcast right and like i think Jaylee and I think we're kind of entertaining. So like, we're always like, Oh, this would be fun. Like we should have a reality show. And so like, I was about really to say, of- <laughs> I was about to say, I've, I've listened to a couple of episodes. And I'm like, wow, you really do feel like you're flying the wall. Like, like you're part of the conversation without talking. Mm-hmm. It does feel that way. But yeah, reality show would be, would be dope. Cause you got some, you guys have some crazy stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and it's random. Cause it's like, Oh shit! I want to be able wow. to get in the loop. I, I okay. Recently, I don't know if I should, I'm going to keep this in or not, but I recently saw that Albert commented on uh, the senator. <laughs> oh, yeah. and I wanted oh, the, senator, the one that did he rape her? No, well, no, he was inappropriate. Yeah. Her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I want to bring that up because you know it's coffee and cheese, me. But at the same time. I was like, I don't know, because I don't know the bar that you guys go or not. And I'm the kind of person, no. that, I, I love to put people on blast, especially yeah. the kind of no, people yeah. that, you know, shamed me for all my life. I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's yeah. talk about your yeah. mistakes. Oh, yeah. wait, is he one of the people that shamed you? No, no, no. But 
to oh, me, okay. Ooh, the I was people- like, Cheeseman level just got turned up. <laughs> no, no, but to me, it's like those those kind of people that think that they have power is the p- kind of people that I'm talking about that are always, yeah. you know, embarrassing people and shaming people. But no, yeah, that was that is some bullshit. And we were we were kind of talking about it yesterday because I don't know if you saw that there was like another politician that got caught doing or saying some stuff, but it's kind of like it sucks because it seems like. Democrats and minority groups, you can't like it's hard to fuck up because immediately, especially here, they're like, oh, well, this is why they shouldn't be in power. Yeah. Just because some people are shitty, does that mean all of us are shitty? And that's kind of where that kind of took me. I was like, man, like there's not a lot of us out there. And then the one person (laughs) that was kind of fucked it up for everybody. And I was like, man. It's going to take us a bit to rebuild that trust, you know, with, with well, the community. I just, I'm just tired that no one's spoken out. Like, and I know OKC Latina is still going to, like, come back with a vengeance on it. And I and I support that 100% because, like, it was just kind of swept into the rug. I was like, okay, we'll probably just not talk about it and move on. You know, and, like, I don't know him personally, so I'm not trying to, like, judge him on his character or his person. I'm literally going off of, like the story that broke and like the lack of response from our community mm-hmm. um, because it's shitty. It's like, we have this person, you're supposed to be a representative. Literally it's in your position title and no, you do not represent me. Cause that's not how we all act. And that's not cool that you did that. And I get you resigning. You were like, Oh, I was like, I did some like not so cool stuff. It's like not appropriate, but it's like, maybe use this platform to like say you know what i am embarrassed i did say these things and you know what i apologize and i'm going to make it better by a b c d f g this is my plan i'm going to go get yeah counseling or whatever it is that he needs i'm gonna you know i'm gonna work better with women and elevate them and allow them to have the platform instead of being a predator and preying on them you know and so like and i get it because it sucks because we don't have a lot of dems but it's like these are the ones that we have. And unfortunately, because of them, we are not going to get further mm. in a red state because yeah. this is what they think of all of us, you know, like, Oh, see right. the, and that's what they say. Like Trump. Oh, all the Mexicans are like drug dealers and prostitutes. And, and I'm like, no, we're not. We have some really amazing people in our community. We just sometimes, unfortunately don't always have the best ones that represent us representing us. To me, I think what was more, uh, bad or what made it worse it's going back to kind of a little bit what you said that our community kind of still holds them up to a to a higher standard because nobody at least from our community i don't see anybody going on the defense for her for the girl that did it and i brought it up to a friend and i was like hey don't you think that's kind of first of all it's, it's it's it makes him look worse because i don't know if you guys saw the interview that she did with koco Yes. On there, she showed the text messages. So she had receipts. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes, girl, you had receipts. Because honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of the times girls get victimized by things yep. like that. So that's one. Two, on the text messages, he said, please don't tell anybody. Da, 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 da. Which to me, that tells me he's done it before. Exactly. To me, that says... I just got caught this time. Or maybe this time. Or she she, said no. (laughs) Right, right, yes. So to me, it's like, oh. And then after this, apparently more women started coming out. And I was like, man, what is it going to take for somebody to be like, you know what, bro? You fucked up. You know, 
and and what you're going to do about it. Hold him accountable. Because, again, he is the one that's representing, you know, quote-unquote, our people. And he is the one that's kind of out there to show everybody how we're supposed to be. And it's like, oh, bro. Yeah. What happens now? You know? But I was first on the defense for her. I was like, man... You, you, because she was a friend of his, so it's like, you, yeah, she yeah. trusted him. Yes, your wife was downstairs, bro. Like, why are you doing this upstairs? Right. Like, no, I don't know, it's crazy, but I, I, I did want to get you guys' opinion on that. So I was like, you know what, I feel like nobody else I can talk to on this podcast that would understand my point of view, yeah, because that's I, my point of view. Like, I'm worried about her, yeah. I, I really think that we we just let these men in power do these things. And again, nothing, I have not heard one single report or seen anything about this ever since that one report. Yeah. Definitely not. Not now, at least. I wonder why. I wonder if it's him. I don't know. I wonder if Telemundo ever covered it. I saw it on Telemundo because my mom told me about it. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. But I mean, I don't watch it. So I don't know how they brought it up. I don't know if they said something towards hiding some of the major details to still make him look presentable. Or was it the honest to God truth and be like, oh, he did this and that. And she said this and that. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know how it came about. But the way my mom said it, she was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know that that was true. He didn't look like capable of doing that. I'm like, well, no. most of the people that do that don't look capable of doing that. That's the thing. That's what my mom always says too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mom, I can't. <laughs> well, because we're, we're quick to disbelieve that, you know, like, Oh, no, creo que puede haber hecho eso. no, no es posible. Like, no, it is. He did it. Like yeah. he it, resigned too. So that tells you even more how guilty he is. I don't yeah. know if it's the same for y'all, but it's for my mom. It's almost like just, any person in power like anytime i'm like telling her about this person in power that abused that power she's like no are they even allowed to do that i'm like mom clearly it doesn't freaking matter if they're allowed to do it or not they did right it. right yeah. and that's just the stuff that we're finding out i'm, I'm worried about mm-hmm. the things we don't know right and it's always that power that like uh that power difference you know like mm-hmm. people in power think because they're in power they can get away with this um and they try to hide it and cover it up or like make the victim look bad. You know, like unfortunately Bill Clinton in the past, you know, like he was getting blowjobs from Monica Lewinsky who became the bad person, Monica Lewinsky, mm. you know? And I'm like, listen, you were probably like forcing her to do it at some point, but she became like this disgusting, horrible human. I'm like, uh, if the president was like, you want to suck this? Like, some people might be like, hell yeah, I'll do it, you know, like, yeah, but she became the monster, you know, and it was really like, no, bro, you wanted this, like, <sighs> yeah, to me, like, I, the, this is not the same kind of example, but to me, like, when the Jen and Jackson nipple came out on the Super Bowl, they attacked her. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, all she did was just stand there and, you know, the thing popped out, but she didn't do it, but they didn't blame him. The, you know, they blacklisted her. So it's like, uh, to me, that's why a lot of people don't step out and say, hey, I, they did this to me because guess what? You, mm-hmm. You're you going to just get victimized. And they're not going to take your 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 side. Most of the cases, they don't take your side. No. Nope. That's just annoying. I really do appreciate you guys being here yeah, today. Yeah, I appreciate you. I was um, 
I basically had like a therapy session today, so thank you. <laughs> um, it helped and enlightened little things. Um, oh, it helped me out, so thank you so much for being here. Of course, we of love course. it. Yeah, we always are here to listen, and I think we all need a quick boost, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's just hard when you don't have a lot of positive people around you. Like, I'm getting to that point now. I am. I'm meeting Mm -hmm. people that are keeping me in check and, you know, doing things to, you know, not doing things to me, but telling me the things I needed to hear a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate them. And I appreciate you guys for being able to be here and uplift me today on a beautiful Sunday. And so I thank you so, 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 so much. Yeah, of course. Of course. You'll have to come on coffee and cheese mate too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would be. I would love to. I would love to. I I always love to do these kind of things as a guest because it's different when you're the host than when you're the guest. It's so mm-hmm. different. And like, okay, I just want to be able to be on something where I'm not thinking ahead of what's gonna happen. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, whenever you guys would have me, I would love to. Oh, it's on the books. Yay. <laughs> and I'll sponsor you guys his coffee. Oh, yeah. No, but thank you guys for being here, like I said. And where can people reach you? Do you guys do social media? You do, right? You said yes. Instagram. Yes, we are podcast is on Coffee and Cheese Podcast. And um we have Instagram. We're on we have like Facebook group and whatever. Um, but more active on Instagram. And then if you want to personally get in touch with me, uh, my Instagram's albs86, A-L-B-Z-8-6. And I also have a baby podcast on the side called Queer Fears, which is a horror podcast, which has horror stories written by queer people. And they're like queer characters as well. And so like, Oh, I didn't know that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right now we're working on just movie reviews, but we're I'm kind of over the reviews, so I think we're gonna just like go back to our stories. So did you watch the new Chucky series? I did, and I love that there was queer representation on it. Okay, I haven't had nobody to talk to this about, so I'm glad that you're you're telling me this because I loved it. It was so good and so iconic because they brought back some like the most iconic characters from the actual like Chucky movies. Um, like literally they mentioned Glenn and like Glenda slash Glenn because you know, oh, yeah. I was really so, thinking we were gonna see them at the end, like in the season finale. I'm like, oh, but we didn't. But we got the doll, Tiffany doll. So it was that Tiffany was, doll was badass. She was there was a lot of just like it was so good. Like, cause I watched like the I Know What You Did Last Summer series and it wasn't as good. It was kind of like disappointing. Um, but the Chucky series was done well because we haven't had like a solid Chucky movie in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, loved it so much. I didn't even know Don Mancini was gay until I started seeing the interviews for this one. I was like, what? I never knew. Like, I just never, I don't know. I just, I guess I never thought about it. Yeah. So it kind of made a difference to me. I was like, ooh, because I mean, I love Chucky since, you know, he first came out, the first movie. But hearing that, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And when he was going to have more <laughs> gay characters, I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And he did yeah. it really well. The writing was really good. Everything yeah. was really good. I mean, there was a couple of scenes where it was like, oh, okay. But I mean, it's still super good. 
it flowed well. And I think that that's, again, like I was saying earlier, I love a very thought out story that flows and doesn't have a lot of like plot holes in it. Yeah. And I think this did well. Yeah. And then the multitude of checkies at the end. Yeah. Was like, that oh, was scary. That was yeah. terrifying. As somebody that grew up terrified of the stupid doll, like, <laughs> imagine that in the theater, just getting stabbed in the asshole. Like, yeah, there was like a blood fest in the theater. I was like, <laughs> that sucks and like yeah. and a lot of characters you thought you loved died so it was like that surprised me that surprised me so many good characters I'm like oh no mm-hmm. but that's part of it i guess but anyway it is it so is anyway thank you guys both for coming i really truly truly appreciate it i want you to know that i appreciate you both thank you so so much and to our listeners thank you for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Say bye, guys. Bye. bye.